This is Namitha Sedmotha for NEJM Catalyst. Today, I am speaking with Jennifer Bright, president of ICHOM, the International Consortium for Health Outcomes Measurement. ICHOM is a nonprofit organization focused on unlocking the potential of value-based healthcare by defining what matters most to patients and then supporting the adoption of those measures worldwide. Today, we will be discussing patient-reported outcomes and their role in advancing value-based healthcare. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jen. Thanks, Namada. It's really great to be with you. Tell us about ICHOM. The, the roots of the organization, as, as many of us know, are in value-based healthcare when it was just being defined as a concept. ICHOM was actually co-founded by leaders at HBS, the Boston Consulting Group, of which I am a proud alum, and the Karolinska Institute. And now, 10 years later, help us understand what the organization does and how you measure your impact. Sure, thanks for that question. As you said, ICHOM has been around for just over a decade and it's primary focus has been how to bring uh, experts, clinical experts, experts in outcomes measurement and patients together to define consensus sets or maps of best-in-class outcome measures that exist. And how do we pull those together into a usable format that can help clinical settings uh, actually gather data and measure their health outcomes in real time? Uh, and so our focus in the first 10 years has really been about defining what those core outcome measure sets should look like with that, that international consensus focus. And as we've come into our second decade, we're turning our attention more and more to the critical aspect, which is implementation. How do we get uptake and use of standardized outcomes measures as a bedrock of not only improving global health, but more importantly, improving patient health by using the measures that matter most to patients experiencing those health conditions? So we have this dual mandate of not only defining what we should be measuring, uh, emphasizing that we should be doing it in a standardized way so that we can compare experience across health settings, across localities, even across nations, and the focus on implementation, which I think is critically important now on a global level when we continue to see so much data that tells us that we're getting it wrong, that we have in so many different health conditions we are not delivering uh, the level of care and the outcomes that are important to patients and families. When you think about implementation and what some of the challenges and successes uh, have been with organizations that you've, you've worked with, what advice do you have for organizations in order for them to get it right and effectively and sustainably integrate standardized measure sets into their daily way of caring for patients? Yeah, I think to some degree, my first piece of advice would be it's a mindset. Um, are the examples that ICHOM has of where um, implementation of standard outcome measure sets that ICHOM has developed has been most successful have been with health systems and even governments where there's an immediate recognition that standardized 
collection of outcome measures and the bold comparison across institutions is something to be embraced and celebrated. Mm -hmm. And I think that isn't always the mindset in our current healthcare systems, whether that's in the US or elsewhere, um, in which we have a bit of a, a roadblock in which we talk about all the barriers. Um, you know, the barriers in data interoperability, the barriers in workforce stress and how we're overburdening our providers with measurement and data collection, um, the burdens of data infrastructure, all those things, you, we tend to stay very focused on the 10 reasons why we can't do something. And I think ICHOM's um, viewpoint and those organizations that have successfully implemented our measure sets have a different orientation. And their orientation is we want to be delivering best-in-class healthcare for our, our customers, our constituents, our patients. Um, so for example, you know, um, some European examples, admittedly, but Santion in the Netherlands um, has implemented something like 12 or 13 of ICHOM's outcome measure sets and especially in breast cancer, and they've seen enormous um, improvement in patient outcomes. Um, and the same in, in Hamburg, uh, the Martini Clinic is one of the largest prostate cancer centers and has effectively implemented our prostate cancer measure set with good effect to the point that now the German Cancer uh, Association is standing behind the use of prostate outcome measures as a basis for accreditation across all prostate cancer centers within Germany. So those are just two examples. Um, and, and as I said, ICHOM is really focused on the implementation. So we are actively working with those organizations and institutions that are implementing to define what does good look like? How does it make a difference? What are the barriers that, um, organizations encounter in implementing. But I would say the first, yeah, to get back to your question, the first step is having the mindset that doing outcomes measurement is not a burden. It's a must do in order to not only improve care delivery, but to improve uh, the delivery of value within your community as a hospital, within your country as a health system, for the you know benefit of a government-run healthcare system, and you know, and then I would say, secondarily, it's the commitment to the standardization that data. If we cherry pick the use of outcomes measures to what's convenient, we've immediately acquiesced the the total focus, which is achieving the best outcome for the patient. Um, and I know that's easy from the seat I'm in to say that to a world of clinicians that are doing their level best on a daily basis to provide quality care. But it's our view at ICHOM that the outcome sets that we've developed are baseline. They're a map that helps organizations track what are the things that if we're tracking them on a regular basis, with high fidelity that we are going to actually be able to see our progress in improving health, comes, health outcomes over time. And 
that doesn't have value just for the business of delivering health. It also has value for population health. We like to call ourselves optimists here at NAJM Catalyst, and I know that you share that trait as well. And as you look ahead to the next chapter uh, of iCHOM and thinking about how it's not static and always growing and changing and, and innovating its techniques, how optimistic are you about the role of AI and machine learning tools in improving how we define and collect and, and use uh, patient reported data to improve care? You know, I think I've read widely about this. I've attended lots of conferences and other dialogues about the, the surge in AI, the promise thereof, the risks involved. Um, I think that as anything, we should embrace new technological innovation with curiosity, but I think we should also approach it with a very clear rubric or agreement upfront about what are the what are the criteria that we know it is providing value as opposed to causing other problems? And I don't know that I don't know that on a large scale we've found consensus of what we should be watching for. I think there's signs that we're all starting to pay attention to. Maybe we should have a rubric before we go plunging in. Um, but for example, all the um, all the data and studies that are coming out that are saying that uh, AI has a problem with bias and with, um, you know, have having hard coded in the very roots of AI structure, some biases that are at risk of hard coding our inequities in delivering care. As with all good conversations, we run out of time and need to look forward to continuing it uh, with, with a part two. But for now, Jennifer, thank you for your uh, comments, your insights, and for keeping us grounded on the North Star of what ultimately matters and the guiding principles of measurement and transparency that are going to, to get us to improved care for the patients and the populations we serve. Thank you so much for speaking with NEJM Catalyst today. Thanks, Namada. It was great.